This is the Money Savvy Podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Butumelo Nsoko. Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast. I'm Butumelo Nsoko. Inflation is surging locally and in most parts of the world, raising concerns for many retirement investors about how their savings might be affected. If you're wondering if there's anything you can do to protect your money or are looking for ways to grow your investments to combat inflation, then keep listening. Gareth Collier, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest, joins us on this episode to share some of his tips. Welcome, Gareth. Hi, Jimmy. Thanks for having me back. So why should retirees and soon-to-be retirees be concerned about inflation? So the first thing with inflation is that it primarily affects the cost of living. You know, we all experience it, whether it's at the grocery store or the petrol pump. What happens over time is that as items become more expensive, the the cost of living goes up. And therefore, if you are in that phase now where you're just before or you're just about to head into, into retirement, you know, you're exiting a period of your life where you've been actively working. And, and generating an income to a point where now your accumulated assets are going to have to try and support your lifestyle going forward. Now, what you've accumulated, obviously, if you're sitting with an investment strategy that isn't targeting at least inflation or a, a returns above inflation, that accumulated capital, although it seems like a healthy lump sum of cash just before retirement, over time, it's going to get dwindled away because you're going to be using more and more of it to keep up with your standard of living as inflation pushes prices up. Now, when assessing your retirement portfolio and assumptions, should you then scale back on your spending assumptions? Well, look, that's all a relative question for everyone, you know, and it depends on the type of retirement you're looking at doing. You know, if you're at the point now where you're spending, if you're quite a frugal person, you know, and, and you're already at that point where there's there's not much wiggle room in your budget, you would need to make sure that, okay, hey, have I gone through the exercise to say, if I'm going to retire now, do I genuinely have enough? For those who maybe have been planning maybe all their lives, big dreams, and they've made large provisions. Sure, one of the options is to look back and say, look, maybe if I cut back my spending, I'll sort of protect myself from long-term inflation by having a bit more invested, by by not spending down quite as aggressively. But, you know, having said that, from our side as, as planners, we will often have the, the financial discussion and we'll do the modeling in terms of this is how we expect or project the, the finances to go. But the other side of it is to say, you know, you also don't want to get so obsessed by making sure your money lasts for as long as possible that you that you kind of forget to also live in the here and the now. You know, invariably, if, you, if you're getting to this exciting phase of retirement, it, it ultimately what it means is that your time is your own now and you've, you've possibly got the freedom to go and do some of the things you've always wanted to do. And you don't want to now go and necessarily de- de- deny yourself that just because you get so obsessed about making sure your money lasts. So I think the point is we, we really just try and find a balance between the two and just actively manage it, you know, whether it's on a year by year basis or maybe meeting every half year, whatever the case is, just a little check in to say, well, you know, this is what I'd like to do in terms of an expenditure. Is it appropriate or is it going to compromise my, my long term planning from a retirement perspective? Should retirees and soon-to-be retirees adopt a bucket strategy where they split their savings into different baskets based on how soon they'll need the cash? For example, 
the far-off buckets can be allocated more aggressively, while funds for upcoming expenses in a year or two are invested more conservatively. So yeah, look, the bucket sort of concept has been around for a long time. And I think ultimately it comes down to the, each individual person and, and how they would feel comfortable managing their money. You know, for, for some people, they like the idea to know that maybe for the next year or two years, maybe one of my buckets is just sitting in, say, like money market. And it's, you know, regardless of market movements, I know that cash is going to be available. And some of it is, you know, applied to longer term investing and will we'll move money between those buckets as I need them. And for other people, it's, you know, it's a kind of a case of, well, we'll, we'll invest everything sort of along the lines of a reasonable long-term strategy, bearing in mind that when you're spending out of your retirement, you might have a large lump sum invested, but you're not disinvesting that full amount on a month-to-month basis or maybe in six months' time or whatever the case is. As you go along and markets move up and down, you're only selling little pieces of your of your portfolio each month to provide you with a with a lifestyle. And it's it's quite interesting because there's been a lot of research on this, looking at these two different concepts. And uh, what's funny is that there's so many variables. You know, the, the beauty about numbers is you can manipulate them to to suit your story. But on the whole, they come out on a very very similar even keel in terms of do you have your full portfolio invested along sort of one strategy or do you subdivide it you know very specifically in these different asset classes you know over the long term it it tends to have a very similar result so we kind of sit back and say well how does that individual feel about how their money is invested? Are they going to are they going to sleep well at night knowing that their full portfolio has got market exposure, or maybe they'll form, feel more comfortable in the so-called bucket strategy? The other part to look at is to use it as a concept and then get very very specific on your personal needs. Right. So so again, you don't want either of them to be the default or the automatic that you go to. If you know that you are going to replace your car, you know, in your third year of retirement or maybe in six months time, then it's absolutely appropriate to make sure that you've got those those funds sort of side pocketed or sidelined. To, to make sure that they're available, they're not exposed to to market movements because also you're not you're not hoping to live off those over the long term. You know you've got a very specific need and expenditure for that. So it's probably not even a question of one or the other. Um, it's more just a case of looking at your personal planning and understanding what is appropriate for me and my family. Now, is offshore investing at this stage of your life a good way to inflation-proof your retirement portfolio? Look, I think. Maybe as South Africans, we we tend to get swept up in the narrative that offshore automatically equals better. And always the struggle with investing is to try and remove or, or partition away the emotion in terms of how we personally feel versus what how we're going to be most appropriately invested. So, you know, if you look at, say, the last 18 months, the reality is that you actually would have been better off locally invested versus offshore. If you go to a period before that, then offshore was better than local. So what we do know is that it's going to it's going to swing in roundabouts and there's no guarantee that just by holding things offshore, that is now going to negate any of the inflation effects. There are sort of arguments as to where you should have certain percentages allocated, but that can be done on a greater sort of holistic overview. And there's going to be times where holding a bit more offshore and a little bit less onshore and vice versa is appropriate. So again, you can't just sort of say, look, we'll put it all offshore and we'll we'll be okay. 
we'll take a step back and say, what are your specific needs? What are your objectives? What are your goals? What are your liabilities going to be? And then make sure that your, your portfolio is appropriately matched up to, to that. And what other tweaks can be made to your portfolio to offset inflation? So probably the most common theme we see is that people, particularly when you hit retirement phase, because the reality sets in that whatever you've accumulated, this is pretty much it. You know, this is what you've got left to live off for the rest of your life and enjoy the rest of your life. And understandably, people tend to get a little bit more conservative with how they want those funds to to be looked after. Because the challenge is you've got this large lump sum today and you think about that money in today's terms and that looks like a large lump sum but when you stretch it over 20 or 30 years you realize you know how important it is to make sure that inflation doesn't erode that purchasing power so be careful of being too conservatively invested you know the word risk is bandied around a hell of a lot when it comes to investing how risky is a portfolio but the risk is probably the inappropriate word what you've got to think about is how volatile is that portfolio so you take an example in 2020 when when covid really kind of took hold of the markets worldwide uh, around about march of 2020 you know in the space of about 20 days we had a huge slide you know somewhere between 20 to 30 percent on paper is what would have inadverted commas be wiped off your portfolio but now that only happens in reality if you had to kind of switch out of it you know if you had simply waited out those couple of months you would have seen very quickly there was a recovery now that's what we mean by markets are volatile people people tend to misappropriate that word risk and say oh but hang on if my portfolio moves around a lot and it goes down to zero it's quite risky it's not necessarily risky it's more volatile and if you look at it in terms of risk and you look at the if you invested too conservatively then i would say if you're holding too much money in money markets cash fixed interest that sort of thing those numbers tend not to keep pace with inflation so that also becomes a risk because the risk is that sure your money on paper the value is not bouncing around so much like market movements but what's happening is you can't see it but your the effect of inflation and what what's costing you at the till and what your monthly budget is looking like each year the interest that you're getting on those more conservative portfolios is not keeping pace with that so sure the rand balance might not be bouncing all over the place but how much you're having to take out of your portfolio is slowly but surely sort of snowballing over the years and what you'll find is that if you've taken away too much capital too quickly because you're not getting enough growth, um, then you hit a bit of a slippery slope because now you have to go from the extreme of being quite conservatively invested to where you have to drastically look at cutting your spending, if that's even possible, to try and extend the lifespan of your of your invested money. Or you've got to now say, well, geez, now I've got to you know, flip the switch in my mind and go quite so-called aggressive or risky with my investment strategy because I've, I've got to try and get the market to, to make up some, some losses that I've experienced by not getting appropriate growth over time and inflation is now eaten away at my purchasing power. Just the last point, with rising inflation, um, we're also seeing that central banks are then coming in and raising interest rates as well. How does that impact the, the current situation? Well, look, you know, Interest rates are are going to rise. You know, they've been adjusted. We know the recent history with COVID and things. But 
the reality is as much as your interest rate is going up, you know, if inflation is sitting at four or five percent, but your your interest rate is going up, and let's say you're you're holding interest bearing investments, if that's only going up by a quarter of a percent or a half a percent every year, you know, you, you're still going backwards. So yes, you're making a few more rands and cents on your on your holdings in terms of interest. But again, relative to inflation, if it's still not keeping up or, or matching it or possibly being above it, then ultimately over time, you still may end up going backwards. Thank you so much, Gareth. That was Gareth Collier, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest. Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy podcast hosted by Buitamelo and Soko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.